0: is going on, everybody? Welcome in to the latest episode of Quick Hits. My name is Blake Pace. It is Tuesday, February 23rd, and uh, we are in my favorite time of year. It feels like Christmas. Um, this is the first week of my NFL draft newsletter. Uh, I, I made this announcement about 10 days ago that I, that was how I was going to be doing my NFL offseason content. Uh, just a fun new way to kind of try and build the brand. Um, you know, want to get interacting, starting to reach some new audiences. So this newsletter is for all that like to sign up for, for some stuff on what I'm doing. Um, You know, as far as a link goes, if you personally know me, just hit me up and I can send it to you. If you do follow me on Twitter, it is uh, the link that is on my profile right now. I've tweeted it out a bunch. I put it on Facebook, Instagram. If you haven't signed up yet, uh, please do so. We just had our first mock draft of the offseason come out yesterday on Monday the 22nd. Had a lot of fun stuff on there. Uh, response seems to be good, so I appreciate it. Wednesday, um, you know, just to give you a look at what the schedule is like, Wednesday is going to be um, my defensive back grades and ratings that I've given out for, so far, my top corners that I've evaluated for this class. Now, um, I'm at around... Oof, It depends on the position, but I'm at around 50 guys that I've watched at this point of what I've been kind of gathering as some of the top 50 prospects. There are going to be more that I entertain. We're going to eventually try and bring it to, I believe, 125. I've got the full schedule up here, but eventually it's going to get up to a decent amount of prospect uh, evals. So um, make sure to to check all of that out. Uh, So that's coming out on Wednesdays, my defensive backs. Uh, Corner class is really fun. Um, Safeties, I'm, I'm okay with. I'm okay with the safeties right now. I'm not in love with them. There's a couple that are, that stand out. Um, but as I said, you know we'll have more to add to the initial group uh, as the season goes along. But these are just the guys that I've seen up to this point. So that's going to be out on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, we're going to have another podcast. And then Friday is going to be um, some free agency stuff. It's going to be a little bit of... Uh, this, this first one is going to be AFC offseason needs uh, for each team in the AFC. So going to take a look at at uh, all 16 teams and just pinpoint their top three needs this offseason. I want to sprinkle in some free agency stuff to the newsletter, so we'll have some free agency content as well. Um, but that's the, that's the schedule for this week. And I really appreciate, I always say, I really appreciate the, sh- the, the support for this show. I appreciate the support for the newsletter. You know, I I don't do this to, to one day be this big-time sports broadcaster, this content maker uh, I do it because it's 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 something I just really enjoy, you know, if, if I got good at it and, and great at it. And, you know, if I start to, you know, I, I, I personally, I feel like I've done really well as far as, um, you know, I, I feel like I've done a good job the last few years when it comes to the draft. I feel like I've done a good job as it comes to predicting teams and, and season outlooks, uh, all that stuff. So I don't know. I enjoy it, but I, I mostly just do it because it's fun to do. Um, one other note to hit into before we go into today's topics. I want you all to go and head over and listen to uh, to my friend Jeff Gimple, uh, his podcast, The Read Option. I was actually just uh, the first guest on his podcast. I believe it should be uh, dropping the same day that this podcast does. If not, it might be a day after. It may have come out before. Um, but we actually talked about uh, the Colts-Eagles trade for Carson Wentz. Uh, took a look more Colts-specific about it. He's more of a, a Philly guy, so we wanted that Colts perspective, so we chalked it up for about a half hour. And uh, he's a a JMU alum as well. So we talked to some JMU football at the end too. So make sure to go listen to that. Like I said, it's called The Read Option. You can find him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Gimple. We'll have him on this NFL offseason and and we'll probably be uh, appearing on each other's pods you know, for, for the foreseeable future. All right, so now on to what I want to talk about today. There's not going to be a whole lot. Uh, we are going to just kind of take a look at the remaining quarterback moves of this upcoming NFL offseason. We're going to take a look at some news of what's going been been going on in the uh, draft world as it pertains to quarterbacks. Uh, we are going to be taking a look at some of the guys that are going to be available via trade uh, and, and what the future outlook uh, for some of those guys that still are holding on to their starting jobs, but maybe not for too long. So uh, we're going to have to take a look at all of that. And, and really, that it's just a quarterback-heavy episode. You know, it, it's going to be, you know, I've gotten the schedule... Already planned out for the newsletter, um, so now it's just trying to find the best way to implement the podcast and not, you know, just. I, I didn't want to come to you today and just talk about my mock draft that I put out yesterday. If you want the mock draft, go listen to, go read it in the newsletter, go subscribe. Because um, at that point, if you read the newsletter and you listen to the podcast, you're gonna be hear, hearing the same shit, you know, twice a week, and, and we don't want that. So, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, have some insight on what I put out in that mock draft, and I'll. I'll definitely hint on some player evals and team needs, all that kind of stuff. But I want to make sure that I'm not just repeating myself as the week goes on. Um, so let's move on. Where do I want to start? Do I want to start free agency? Or want to, I, I got I to start the draft because I hate, I hate how we always let this happen. And I get it. We live in a world of 24-7 news and media attention. Um, and look, aside from this Colts-Carson-Wentz trade... There's not much going on in the NFL right now. There's not. There's, there's not a whole lot of news. Everybody's prepping free agency. We're getting a lot of roster cuts from some of these vets uh, with the, you know, the shrinking salary cap. Uh, they're, they're, we're seeing some vets get cut. The Eagles just tossed a bunch of guys out today. Uh, the Panthers did. The Falcons did. We're going to see every team start to cut these guys between now and, and the start of free agency. Um, So it's a dead time of the year is what I'm trying to say. There's not a whole lot going on content-wise. And so what do some major uh, groups and media members start doing is finding stories to talk about. And uh, they can be reaches at times. And this is interesting because it all started... When I started to see it was in uh, Matt Miller's NFL draft uh, content where he was posting some notes that he heard that um, a couple NFL teams currently have Zach Wilson as a higher-graded quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. And it created a hellstorm of a situation. It gave everybody something to talk about for about three or four days where it's like, okay, maybe teams are starting to like Zach Wilson more than Trevor Lawrence. You know, for it, we're gone with the days of Zach Wilson be, being better than Justin Fields. Now teams think he's better than Trevor Lawrence. Like, And it's turned into this whole thing. Um, as far as the report goes... Yeah, there's 32 NFL teams. Some of them are going to be stupid. Do you know how many dumb, idiotic front offices there currently are in the NFL? As someone who most recently lived through the Ryan Grigson era, one of the worst managed tenures of a GM that I can rem- that I remember in my lifetime of watching football, and I had a very first-hand experience to it, so I'm sure um, you know, there, there's a lot of dysfunction in front offices. I can think of a few that I don't like right off the bat. I don't love Seattle's front office. Um, I'm trying to think, let's think I last year, I didn't like Jacksonville's at all or the, you know, the tenure that they had there. Um, let's see. There's gotta be more. Uh, who else don't I like? I didn't like the Jets the management group before Joe Douglas. Uh, I currently don't like the Texans front office. I mean, that, that thing is a shit show. Um, God, uh, Chicago, Ryan Pace, Detroit, Uh, There's a ton of bad front offices. So sure, some of them are going to be a little stupid and say that Zach Wilson is graded higher than Trevor Lawrence. They're just dumb. There's no way that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a worse quarterback than Zach Wilson. I have no doubt in my mind. We're doing this thing where we've only given Trevor Lawrence credit for three plus years now. He has been the messiah of NFL football. He is going to be the next god to take this league by storm. And now that we're getting a couple months before, we need to have some, some negative talk about Trevor Lawrence, reasons to doubt him. And it's like, no, we don't. We know who he is. We know the character he is. We know the talent he possesses. Sure, he's a little skinny. He's a little skinny. And he's young. He's going to make mistakes. But to say that he is not the top overall quarterback in this draft class is ridiculous. And that's not even something I'm going to debate right now. Th- that part of it is... is I am so defiant of in, in, in saying that Trevor Lawrence is greater than Zach Wilson. That is not up for discussion. Teams can say whatever they want. Uh, there's a lot of bad front offices in football. There were... There were look, there have been times where uh, Daniel Jones is selected with the sixth overall pick. There are times where Sam Darnold is taken ahead of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. The Bears took Mitch Trubisky ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Teams are wrong a lot. So for us to sit back and create this whole storm out of two executives who say that, uh, that they see Zach Wilson as a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence, fine. Let them fucking feel that way. You know, maybe one of them is the Jets. Or maybe watch one of them be the Jaguars and they take Zach Wilson and then Trevor Lawrence dominates with the Jets. You know, it, it it's not going to happen. There's no feasible way that Zach Wilson is going to be a better quarterback in the pros than what Trevor Lawrence is going to do. I just don't see it happening. So that part's not even in the conversation, but what I wanted to do with this storyline is I wanted to take a look at what we're doing to Zach Wilson right now. And, uh, None of this is Zach Wilson's fault. He is a very talented quarterback. I'm a big fan. I think he's going to have a good NFL career. Uh, you know, he does have to get find himself in the right situation. I don't think he is going to be a fit for every single NFL offense. But he's gonna be good. He's gonna have a good NFL career. You know, if you play out his career ten times, I would say seven out of ten times, it goes well for him. Um But we're building up too much hype for him now. And there's two quarterbacks that we're taking a look at, and we're combining what their careers were like, and we're trying to force that into Zach Wilson. And what I mean by that is, I get it. I've said it before, too. When you watch Zach Wilson, he does look like Patrick Mahomes. When you watch his film, the arm launch angles, his velocity, his arm strength movement outside of the pocket – It looks like Trevor Lawrence, or sorry, Patrick Mahomes. It looks like Patrick Mahomes. Zach Wilson. You watch the film and you say, okay, of the quarterbacks I've watched in college football over the last three to four years, he resembles Patrick Mahomes. So that's the first bad thing we're doing to him is we're we're just comparing him to Patrick Mahomes to Patrick Mahomes right out of the gate. That's the comp he's getting. And, And yes, we are saying you know it doesn't look like he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes and all that, but people are saying that he most resembles Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes. Two of the most talented athletic quarterbacks to come out of of the draft over the last four years. And then we're doing a second thing to Zach Wilson, which isn't fair, is we're looking at his meteoric rise and just comparing that to how well it worked out with Joe Burrow. You know, Joe was a guy that really no one was talking a lot about in in terms of the NFL draft world before his electric season, his record-breaking season at LSU. And he catapulted himself all the way to the number one overall pick. And he looked good. He looks like he's going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL for a very long time if he can stay healthy. Hopefully Cincinnati doesn't fuck this thing up for him and he can play uh, a lengthy career as the quarterback for the Bengals. But... We have to acknowledge that we, we, we're trying to force all these storylines onto Zach Wilson that just aren't fair for him. You know, what if we're just really desperate to look for the next Patrick Mahomes? What if we're too desperate to look for the next Patrick Mahomes? Maybe Patrick Mahomes is just Patrick Mahomes. Maybe there aren't quarterbacks like him. Maybe Zach Wilson isn't Patrick Mahomes. Maybe when he steps onto the field, he is too careless with the football. Maybe he's more Josh Allen than he is Patrick Mahomes. You know, people have to... We, The level of talent, I always say we can't really judge that, but what if there are just certain things that we're not picking up on? Because I think we're trying to force this too much. We love a good storyline. We love a good reason to root for a guy. And so we're saying, well, look at how quickly Joe Burrow went from not being a, in, in draft conversations to the number one overall pick just based on one good season, and we're applying that to Zach Wilson saying, hey, we didn't know who the fuck this guy was, and he was electric last year and looks like Patrick Mahomes, so let's say that he's a top quarterback in this class. It just seems like we're trying to force something too much because the, the story now is that we're, we're getting a little bored with the Trevor Lawrence news. We're getting a little bored with with talking about how good Trevor Lawrence is. And I get it, we've been beating it dead for three years now. I Look, at some point, I'm going to be a little bit tired of talking about him too. There's just not much more that you can say. He's going to be a slam dunk, he's going to be the first overall pick, and he's going to have a really good career in Jacksonville unless they fuck it up. But just because we're getting bored with Trevor Lawrence doesn't mean that Zach Wilson, we just have to find these obscene, absurd, out-of-this-world comparisons for him. You know, the the two most exciting quarterbacks, you know, Joe Burrow is is the most exciting college quarterback we've seen in quite some time with just the numbers he put up and the rise he had. So, yes, there were more talented college quarterbacks, but he was phenomenal in 2019 for LSU. And it brought him from not being talked about in draft conversations to the number one overall pick. But we can't put these comparisons on Zach Wilson because at the end of the day, and, and this is where I go to, At at the end of this, out of the four quarterbacks that are being considered in the top 10, he's the most likely to bust. These quarterbacks hit 50% of the time in in the first round. I mean, we take a look at how great we all thought the 2018 draft class was. You know, Sam is going to be looking for a new job. Josh Rosen didn't last more than one season. Josh Allen... It took him a few years to get there, but it seems like he's finally there. Lamar, MVP, and Baker's been serviceable. It's about a 50% success rate going back to the year 2000. Half of these quarterbacks aren't going to hit. And so if you're using that logic and you're taking a look at these quarterbacks, the most likely to bust is Zach Wilson, just based off a lot of things. You know, we take a look at his IQ. We take a look at who he's played against. Uh, we take a look at his footwork I don't love. There, there's... There's certain things with Zach that just, if he doesn't get worked out at the next level, it's it's not going to pan out the way that it should. So this is my kind of leaning to a conversation about that Justin Fields deserves to be the number two quarterback in this draft class. And, and far and away to me is the more surefire thing that you're getting from day one. I love Justin Fields. I've never not loved Justin Fields. You know, I had my Zach Wilson love fest I think, this is, I think this is my problem. I had my Zach Wilson love fest in October and November. I was talking about him six weeks into the college football season, maybe less. So I've already fallen in love with Zach Wilson, and now I'm at this point sitting here where it's like, look, I can love him, but Justin Fields is the better quarterback prospect. You know, uh, I... I just I think we're doing we're doing too much now because we're bored. We're we're these comparisons it, it just blows my mind. We're taking a look and we're saying we're we're giving him Joe Burrow Ascension. We're saying he he did exactly what Joe Burrow did. No, those numbers are are not nearly as good. And yeah, LSU has a more talented team, but Joe Burrow is more talented of a quarterback. And we're saying he looks like Patrick Mahomes. What if it's just Patrick Mahomes and we're just trying to force to find the next Patrick Mahomes? Because wouldn't wouldn't every team Want to find the next Patrick Mahomes or the next Joe Burrow? Of course, we all would. We would love to sit here as the draft analysts, we would love to sit here and say, well, this Zach Wilson guy, I I tell you, he reminds me a lot of Trevor Lawrence, or a lot of, Jesus, I'm getting these names butchered right now, he reminds me a lot of Patrick Mahomes when I watch him on the field, and look, we saw how good Joe Burrow was his rookie season, no one was talking about him as a top overall pick before his uh, final season in college, and now we're just putting all of that onto Zach Wilson, because we want to be the guys that sit here three years from now and say, I was right about Zach Wilson. And look, yes, I'm the guy that sits here to this day and says, I was right about Patrick Mahomes. I'm the guy that sits here and says, I'm right about Josh Allen. But I think too many people now are too focused on finding the next Mahomes and finding the next Joe Burrow that they're just combining both into Zach Wilson and saying, run with this. He's the future Messiah of football. So I I just, I, I can't. Comfortably say that Wilson is now... He, he's, he was so underrated in November. And now he's just, I mean, way too overrated. Way too overrated. Comparisons to Kyler, Mahomes, with the ascension of Joe Burrow. It's too much. And he's not going to live up to that. You know, there's a few situations where I think he could... I think if he was in the with the Panthers, I think he could live up to somewhat of the hype there. I think that they've got the right offensive system for him, a lot of receiving talent. Um, but, I, I mean, you know, other potential locations, the more and more I think about it, I'm really starting to not like the fit with the Jets. I don't know if they end up doing it or not, but I would much rather see Justin Fields as the quarterback for the Jets. And... Um, Man, some other destinations, I mean, Philly I wouldn't like necessarily. You know, there it, for for Zach Wilson to hit the comps and the, the praise that we're giving him right now, he needs to end up in a situation that is, you know, similar to Kansas City where it's really great offensive-minded talents that can help fix some of the things he struggles with. You know, accuracy issues, uh, decision-making, uh, progressions. There are some things that need to be fixed with him. So he needs to go to the right situation. So I'm not saying he's going to fail. But I think we have way, way too overhyped him up to this point. And it's only been one week. This happened like a week ago. And now everybody says that Zach Wilson is is better than Justin Fields. I can't. I can't. I fell, I fell into it back then. And, and the more we think about it, I think we're just trying to find ways... To find the next hot commodity, where he's sitting in our right in front of us, and, and yes, it's Trevor Lawrence, but it's also Justin Fields. I feel comfortable saying that these the safest floors in this class, like what the bare minimum you're going to get out of these quarterbacks, it's Trevor Lawrence, then Justin Fields, and it might be Trey Lance after. what's crazy enough is it might be. But to say that Zach Wilson is going to be this slam dunk number two pick, I love the idea of him. He has a lot of talent. And that throwing motion is insane. His ability to move, the launch angles, the velocity, the deep touch. It, it's good. It's really good. It's something that if you're a team that has you know great receiving talent and a strong offensive coordinator, offensive-minded head coach, you say, I would love to have this guy as my quarterback. And I hope Carolina does end up with him. But I just, I, I just don't know if I love the fit to the Jets. Or some people think the Falcons are going to take a quarterback. Some people think that, you know, uh, now Philadelphia might be in the market for a quarterback. To me, there's not that many great fits for Zach Wilson right now outside of Carolina. I'll give him the Jets just because I think that their offense is predicated off minimizing um, what your quarterback does. And if you're limiting Zach Wilson and not letting him throw a bunch of... Uh, you know, risky passes. Then it should probably work. But I don't know. I just I I've been sitting back here this entire week, and and I'm I'm watching all of this stuff about Zach Wilson is is the surefire number two quarterback in this class. You know, I'm I'm still I've I've watched uh, let's see I've watched Fields, I've watched Lawrence, I've watched Wilson and Trey Lance about two times through a couple of their games. So I've seen about I'd say six seven games for each guy. Um, I don't see myself switching on this. I very well could. But as of now, I mean, I still think that Justin Fields is one of the higher graded quarterbacks I've, I've had in quite some time. And, and Zach's potential is exciting, but I, I don't think he's going to be a better prospect coming out of this class than I do uh, Justin Fields. So that's what I want to put in on the draft. There, I know it was a little all over the place, and I still was—I confused Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow like fifty fucking times. But whatever, what are you gonna do about it? Um, End of the day, we we got to. These NFL front offices are stupid. The 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 Bears front office thought that Mitch was better than Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, sure, two NFL front offices might think that Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence, but there's a lot of dumb fucking people working in front offices. And I love Wilson. I think he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent, and uh, the right situation, I think it goes really well for him. But I, I think if you're looking for production from your second overall pick or you know your top five overall pick at quarterback from day one, I think Justin Fields is going to have an amazing career. I think he's going to break that stigma of Ohio State quarterbacks and... Um, I would just feel way more comfortable at the end of the day taking Fields over Wilson. All right, so moving on, let's talk free agency. This one will be a little bit quicker. Just want to talk about some of the quarterbacks that are potentially still going to be available at the end of the day. Um, now, obviously, with the Colts out of the trade market for some of these names, the list is growing shorter and shorter for where uh, these team, where these quarterbacks can be sent. Um, and there's a few names that are, that are making... Um, you know, there are a few names that have popped up into trade talks as well, too. Um, you know, the first that, that got shut down immediately, the Colts did reach out to the Raiders to see if Derek Carr was available. He is not, which I think is very telling um, that the Raiders are going to be held bent on making this thing work with Derek. And and look, you take a look at Derek Carr's numbers. I know they hadn't been winning many games. You take a look at his numbers. He's been a pretty good quarterback the last two, three seasons. So, I like what I've seen from him, but... Um, The one guy that is still probably going to be available at the quarterback position, um, the Jets have the number two overall pick, and you would assume that that means uh, Sam Darnold's tenure with the Jets is coming to an end. Now, the report came out, this is going to take a little bit while, Ian Rappaport saying that um, they're going to watch all of the evaluation, uh, film, all of that stuff on the current quarterbacks in the draft class, and then they're going to look at the Sam Darnold tape, which is weird because, I, I mean, if you're Joe at least, you've seen Sam Darnold for a couple of years now. Um, but all seems to say that it's going to be a little bit before any moves happen with the Jets. Um, and, and that makes sense. I, I said all along, I don't believe that the Deshaun Watson trade will happen until closer to the trade, uh, to the draft. I don't think the Jets will move on from Sam Darnold until the draft. I think they need to know what they think of this quarterback class. You can't move Sam Darnold if you don't have strong opinions on, you know, more than one quarterback in this class outside of Trevor Lawrence because you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. So you need to feel confident in whether it be Fields, Wilson, or Lance – that the guy you're taking is better than Sam Darnold. I think I would take all three over Darnold at this point, but that's the Jets to decide for themselves. They have an offense that doesn't need much from a quarterback. So you say, well, maybe we can get a a bundle of picks, um, keep Sam Darnold and really build our roster out the other way with all those draft capital. So, you know, they're going to take their time on it. At the end of the day, I do believe that they will move on from Sam Darnold. Um, But the, the list with the Colts being off the market for a quarterback right now. I don't see a ton of destinations that make a lot of sense. You know, the Bears were the other team involved in the Carson Wentz sweepstakes, and they didn't really offer that much at all. I maybe didn't even make an official offer themselves. Um, but if you're Matt Nagy and you're Ryan Pace and you're the Bears as an organization... Why would Sam Darnold be the quarterback you target after Mitch Trubisky? You know, at that point, I would much rather draft a quarterback or try and trade for someone that I can say is better than my current quarterback. Because look, Mitch is bad. And I would say that I think Sam Darnold is a little bit more talented, but both could potentially be broken quarterbacks that are unfixable. So if the Bears were to trade for Sam Darnold, to me, that makes no sense at all. You're just staying exactly where you are. You're not moving the needle any further. So um, so if, the, say, the Bears aren't on the market, then what does it turn to? You know, uh, Houston. Could they still be a- available as an option? You would think if the Texans are trading away to Watson and, say, they get the number two pick, they don't really need Sam Darnold. Unless it was, we're going to try out Sam for one year to get our rookie quarterback. Um, just, you know, some practice on the bench. You know, do like a Pat Mahomes scenario where, say, you draft Wilson at two. Uh, if you're the Texans, you have him sit behind Sam Darnold for a year and then have you know, Wilson take over, fine. But that doesn't make much sense to me. That doesn't seem to be the move. If if you're the Texans, what is Sam Darnold really worth to you at the end of the day? Uh, just a quarterback that you let get beaten mercif- uh, mercilessly in, in one year, his final year as a starter. Um, so the Texans don't make a ton of sense. But since Deshaun Watson is available, you would think Sam Darnold probably gets included in that trade, but there's a chance he doesn't. Um, And then the other one that made sense for a little bit was the 49ers, but it seems like they're totally fine with Jimmy Garoppolo. The tone over the last few weeks has been, look, we don't don't mind moving forward with Jimmy G. Yeah, we're upset he gets injured, but injuries are random. Maybe if we get one healthy year out of him, we're right back where we were last year, and we're a team that's, you know, in the Super Bowl or at least pushing towards it. So then you go, okay, well, where the fuck is he going to go? Where's Sam Darnold going to go? And uh, I, I've, I've reached this conclusion. If the Deshaun Watson trade doesn't happen, I don't see Sam Darnold as a starting quarterback in the NFL next year. Because you're, you're not trading him to New England. You're not. Whatever you're doing, you're not trading Sam Darnold to New England. And hey, New England probably doesn't want Sam Darnold. I know they don't have a ton of options, but maybe they don't want Sam Darnold. So if you're not trading him to New England, I mean, find me the team. Find me the team that wants Sam Darnold. I don't think Chicago does. It doesn't make them better than with Mitch. At least Mitch knows the playbook and has had a few decent stretches with them. So cross the Bears off the list. Cross the Texans off the list because it's going to be very tough to trade for Deshaun Watson. That's really the only situation that I would say I'd give you. But even then, Sam, if you're trading for him, I don't know if I, I, I wouldn't say you're starting him. You're not going to start Sam Darnold if you're drafting Fields or Wilson with a number two overall pick. I would feel like both of those guys would be ready to start day one. And the 49ers don't make sense either. You know what? There are two destinations that I would add to the list that make sense. There are two teams uh, right now that are very tight on cap space. Probably can't make a move for uh, another more expensive quarterback. Don't have high draft picks to be able to take one. You know, throw New Orleans and throw Pittsburgh into the mix. I guess those are two teams I could see it happening. I don't love either. The New Orleans one I would like just because I think Sean McVay potentially could get something out of Sam. You know, get him to get quality production there. But at the same time you know, Sam's salary isn't low for next year. It's third overall pick um, type money. So, you know, even even those ones are a little tough because both are really pressed for cap space. Um, they're going to try their best to unload on cap space. Steelers might not want to bring back Big Ben. So you say, okay, who could they try and go for? Dwayne Haskins isn't the answer. Uh, Mason Rudolph isn't the answer. The Saints might be content with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Um, so throw those two teams into the mix as like a hey, sorry, maybe they'd be okay fits. But the more and more we take a look at it with the more and more that these quarterback moves are actually happening and we're getting some of the trades that we've expected to see, I just don't see a situation in which Sam Darnold is starting an NFL game in 2021. So you can officially can I can I chalk that up as a W yet? Can I? I know that I know everybody's just gonna blame Adam Gase for ruining his career, but did did he? Maybe both were bad. Maybe both of them were bad. I don't know. The other other name that I wanted to talk about in free agency. This one's been uh, this one's been fun to hear pop up because he had one really electric Thursday night football game, and that is Raiders backup quarterback Marcus Mariota. Uh. Supposedly, hot commodity. Teams are interested. People are hoping that, you know, what Ryan Tannehill turned into into Tennessee is what Mariota could turn into some other organization. Um, I don't believe it. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is who Ryan Tannehill has been the last two years. I think we're going to see a step back from Ryan Tannehill next year now that Arthur Smith is not there helping him with those run design plays and schemes for uh, Derrick Henry and these easy play-action plays uh, for Tannehill to knock down. I think we're going to see a step back from from the Titans next year and, and Tannehill specifically. But Mariota, hot name now. Um, I mean, what really makes sense? In, in a similar situation, if you're the Bears... Why would you trade for Marcus Mariota? Does he have more upside than Mitch? He's a little bit more experienced. He's had an extra year or two in the NFL. But at least Mitch knows the playbook. At least he understands the offense. To me, you're just trading for a more injury prone Mitchell Trubisky. So I don't do it if you're the Bears. Now, there is one team that I'm actually going to predict right now he gets moved to. I think the New England Patriots are going to trade for Marcus Mariota. And I don't think it's going to work. But I think it'd be better than Cam. Would it? I don't know. This... The Marcus Mariota news is so fucking weird. Because it's like, yeah, we we sent him packing. We gave up on that man two years ago. And then he had one good Thursday night football game? Granted, looked pretty good. I was even tweeting about him. But it's the Chargers banged up defense. They weren't expecting a game plan for a rushing quarterback. Maybe, maybe Mariota just caught a little lucky break there. And it was prime time, so everybody's watching. And now Marcus Mariota is hot in trade talks. <laughs> He's going to go to New England. They'll probably go 8-8. Eight and eight. Everybody will say, oh, Marcus is back. It'll be a better season than Cam. But I don't know. Outside of New England, where would you see Cam Newton going? Or, sorry, I, where would you see Marcus Mariota going? I don't see a destination that makes sense. If you're Denver, you're not... You're not You're not upgrading. That's another team, you know, that, that has been, you know, saying that they're gonna move on from Drew Locke. Would you rather have Sam Darnold than Drew Locke? I don't know, probably not. I wouldn't rather have him or Mariota over Locke. I don't love Locke at all, but at least he knows the offense, he's been there, he's got a better arm. I don't know. There's just there's there's too many teams now that have solved their quarterback problems. Where you take a look at the list, and uh, you know Sam might make sense to a New Orleans or Pittsburgh. I don't think Mariota makes sense to either of those teams, unless Marcus Mariota becomes ta- the new Taysom Hill. That would be fun. I'm really just thinking this one out loud. It's not actually fun at all. I'm just being a sarcastic asshole. But um, you know, look, a lot of teams have have solved their quarterback problems. So if you're Sam Darnold, I just I don't know if there's a destination where you're a starter next year. And if you're Marcus Mariota, outside of New England, I don't know where you're starting. You're not, you're not a better option than Drew Locke. You're not a better option than Mitch Trubisky. Not a better option than Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston. New England makes the most sense to me just because it would just be something New England would do. It would just be – it's exactly what they did this past offseason when they brought in Cam. It's the same exact thing. They don't have any options. They're a little tight on the cap. They don't have a good enough pick to draft one. So, fuck it. Who's a backup somewhere who gave us a glimpse of something decent recently? Oh, Marcus Mariota. Come start for the Patriots. Whatever. I don't know. I would, I would love to see it work. I'd love to get Mariota. I, I loved him in college. Was a big Ducks fan when he was around. D'Anthony Thomas, all those fun running backs they had. Uh, but, I mean, I just I can't think that he would have much to prove elsewhere. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed that 15-minute that segment on Sam Darnold and Marcus Mariota. Great way to finish the show, Blake. All right, so we'll be back on Thursday, hopefully with better players to talk about than we did today. I hope you guys all enjoyed that. Hope you came for the draft conversation and listened through for the Sam Darnold and Marcus Mariota talk. We'll be back on Thursday, February 25th. Uh, Fun times are coming. I'm about to be unemployed for about two months uh, by my own choice. Just putting that out there. I've got something in the works uh, sometime in May that I I don't – feel comfortable officially announcing yet but something fun is happening a really big step in my uh, professional career outside of all this sports stuff I do Uh, but I'm about to be unemployed for a couple of months and uh, I'm really excited to dig into this content it lined up perfectly for me where I'm not going to be working for March and April and hey that's the NFL offseason so uh, this has been a really fun time getting ready for the newsletter to come out planning all the podcast topics talking to guests coming on Um, we're going to, we're going to be active the next few months and hopefully it sparks and we get in a good schedule where even after I take this professional opportunity, uh, come May, I'm going to have a schedule figured out where we can do both at the same time. Maybe I just need to subscribe to some, some Adderall or prescribe. Speaking of subscribe, sign up for my NFL 2021, 2021 NFL draft newsletter. Uh, I'm embracing the spring Blake name because it is spring. Spring is sprung. March and April. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter like I mentioned. if you haven't if you don't have the link, just hit me up for it. Go to my socials. It's in links on my Instagram. It's on links in my Twitter. Uh, I posted it on Facebook. Um, if you don't have any of those with me, just text me. I'll send you the link, sign up for it. three newsletters a week. NFL Draft and Free Agency talk. Uh, listen to the podcast, subscribe, review, share with your friends. This will be a Tuesday Thursday basis. Uh, through the remainder of the NFL offseason. Uh, we'll get back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday once the NFL season kicks off. Uh, so far away, but I, I can't wait till we get there. Follow me on Twitter at BlakeAndrewPace. Uh, Venmo me $100,000. If you're a genie, grant me three wishes. I'm just mumbling on. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Thank you guys so much for listening. Watch out for my defensive back. Gratings on Wednesday podcast Thursday, and then AFC team needs in the offseason on Friday in the newsletter. I'm Blake Pace. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.